0: Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3 welcome to another episode of the education career and beyond and we're going to have a really honest and i think fun conversation today about adulting and i know this is going to hit home to a lot of our audience we have sierra sanderson with us today as she has navigated herself through those different strategic points of her education, but also now adulting and working and what she's accomplished, where she's at, how she identifies those pain points. And most importantly, that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think today, between the ages of you know 17 and 40, we tend to be uncomfortable and beyond. So we're going to have that conversation today. Thank you so much for being with us, Sierra. As always, we have Ed Sanderson. You may recognize the last name. We'll let her decide if there's a relation or no relation. <laughs> and then we have our guest host, Layla. Najee, who is joining us for this fun conversation. Welcome, everyone.
1: Uh, so, Sarah, hard hitting questions right out of the gate. Uh, for those of you who Sorry. haven't made the connection, Sarah's my daughter.
2: <laughs> and I, thought,
1: I thought it would be interesting to have a conversation uh, because we have these guests on that do these amazing things. And I think uh, having, I like what Amy said, a, a real conversation about. Um, you know, what it's like to grow up and to make career decisions and how to put those pieces in place. And Sierra, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would like you to, if you could just start talking a little bit about maybe your personality, your personality type, um, and how that might have affected your your life, even in high school. Can you tell the folks a little bit about how you would categorize your personality?
2: I am extremely introverted. I if I had to choose if I had the chance to be mute, I would totally be mute. I don't like talking to people. And you're I don't.
3: Us. I,
2: so. And I and I said yes, yeah, when my dad asked me to so. Um, but I definitely came a long way from when I was really young even I even now I still have trouble like honing on the not introverted side like I get too stressed out around people I'm like I need to leave I can't do this but typically I'm very introverted I think the only time I am extroverted is when I'm extremely comfortable around the people that I'm around that's about it um Uh, I can be extroverted for work because that's the job. I can put on that persona. And I also, when I was younger, I loved theater. So I was able to put on personas when I needed to, but I am mainly introverted unless I'm influenced by others that make me really comfortable. And then I'm a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, just for the audience, she didn't mean a real crackhead. Oh yeah, we're gonna just say that that's a metaphor, right, <laughs> Sarah? That's a metaphor.
2: Yes. All right, good.
1: Um, so Sarah, yeah. I, I think one of the things that I'm the most proudest. And by the way, if anybody wants to know if she's my favorite, she absolutely is my favorite child. I, you I have three of them. Don't, that. don't. I don't care. Don't tell any of my other kids, but she's my favorite. And part of the reason she's my favorite is that she kind of had a choice to make. She could stay in that introverted place and kind of go inward or make a conscious decision to go outward. So, Sarah, maybe you could tell the folks, and I have a feeling Layla and Amy both have questions about this, how you manifested a way to be comfortable to the extent you could be comfortable being uncomfortable in the choices that you made in your extracurricular activities in high school.
2: Mm. So I actually really like the name of this theme, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause that's actually something my dad would say to me when I was really young. He's like, I'm really impressed because you're uncomfortable, you're comfortable being uncomfortable. And I always had that in my head. I was like, that's actually, that sounds bad, but it actually, I took it as a compliment. I was, Cause I'm always uncomfortable, no matter what, I'm always uncomfortable. Um, So, I think from high school, I was really quiet. I was very, very quiet freshman year, sophomore year. Um, But I took sign language and beach volleyball throughout my years in high school. Still very quiet, very, I hated public speaking. I hated talking to people. I just, I could never find that bridge. And it wasn't just mostly like, hating talking to people it was like I just could not talk to people I was so scared I had to think deeply about every single thing I said and if it was like hey can I be your partner that took me like 20 minutes to get out to get that sentence out and um I think what helped me a lot the thing I go back to is when I was in sign language I would have to give presentations in front of the class that I was not prepared for because I either did things really last minute all the time, or I didn't have the vocabulary where I can effectively say what I was thinking. So I was always struggling with translating stuff. And I thought to myself, I was like, okay, I have this presentation that I don't want to do. And it's scaring the crap out of me but it's going to happen no matter what no matter what happens no matter what fear I'm feeling it's going to happen no matter what and so I was just like okay it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I just have to do it and it'll be done and it'll be fine and then I found I was actually partially homeschooled, I think, two years out of my high school experience. So I do my sophomore and junior year, I would do my main classes, homeschool, and my extras um, I would go to in person. Well, that wasn't working out for me very well. So my mom put me back in public school my senior year. And so I found that doing the presentations in spoken English was so much easier than doing it in sign language that I was like I could do this this is so much less stressful than doing it in sign language because I just have to plan what I gotta say and then just say it and I think that helped a lot and then I think mean, my senior year of high school, I took my first dance class. I was always very enthused about dancing. I loved everything about it, but I never had the right motivation or confidence to actually pursue it. And one of my interests was K dramas and K pop and all of that. And K pop, I don't know if you know, but it's very heavily choreographed. Uh, influence so it's mm-hmm. not just these funky little music videos it's a lot of dancing and so I just love that about that and so I think my senior year I need an elective I wanted to have fun I loved dance but I didn't have the confidence for it so I took a dance class and I loved it but that's, that's most of my my high school experience. I was very shy. I had a hard time talking to people. and But I did have a few friends that I did talk to that were easier to talk to, but anybody I didn't directly know, I was mainly very quiet. I think my senior year English class at the end of the year, I'd do a big old presentation about what's your future, what have you accomplished, all this stuff. And of course I left it all last minute, but I did like a recording of it. And in my recording video, I mentioned, I was like, I'm sure this is probably the most any of you have ever heard me speak. Cause it was just (laughs) me narrating this entire photo montage video. And I really, I really just, I did not speak unless I had to.
0: Wow. It's so powerful that you're even here sharing this with us t- today, Sierra. I mean, we're so grateful for you to come on and say, I want to have this conversation and to show us your, your vulnerability and your authenticity is just really to be commended. And Layla, I'm curious from you because you are in high school, how much of this resonates with you personally and also with others that you know? And how much is this conversation taking place in your circle so that you can be more socially aware of others that maybe are this introverted and helping them through that in high school?
3: Yeah, I think, I think it's just being more involved into a lot of integrating yourself into a lot of extracurriculars. I think that's what kind of helped me kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, you meet so many different crowds of people and you kind of start to find your people, you know, um, you could be involved in a sport and you start finding people that have the same interests that you see. And, you know, you kind of get more comfortable with them. And, um, and I kind of like the phrase of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. But um, I think that's just a preference that maybe you have, you know, just, you know, you kind of just rest into that motion. But I think um, finding different crowds and kind of going out of your comfort zone a little bit to meet different kinds of people. I think that's um, something that's so special about it. And, you know, being a little bit more extroverted if you wanted to
0: what do Uh, you both advise to us extroverts as we connect with introverts that doesn't scare you off but also helps draw you in like because i know i'm i'm so much a lot i know i'm a lot (laughs) and i'm i have to be really aware when i know that i'm connecting with somebody who's introverted that i don't scare them (laughs) what works and doesn't work for those of us that are on the other extreme so that we can connect with you
2: I think uh, for me, it honestly just depends on each individual because as introverted as I am, for whatever reason, I love it when people ask me questions about myself. (laughs) So it's like you wouldn't expect that from an introvert. So I think Mm. for me, if I can find someone who genuinely wants to have a conversation with me about something, that means a lot. Like a lot of my life is very like, do not speak unless spoken to. So I'm not necessarily going to start things and initiate things, but when somebody else does, it's very helpful. It lets the pressure off. But Mm -hmm. I even know an introvert who, um, he goes to our, our church, he was talking about his son-in-law. His son-in-law is extremely intro, introverted and he's very extroverted. And he always tried to force conversations or because it was the silence was awkward for him. But then he realized, he's like, this silence, it's awkward for me, but it's completely comfortable for my son-in-law. Like he's in his zone right now. And so I think it honestly just depends- <laughs> on each person like uh, you could just going as far as like hey asking like what they would prefer or what works best for each person as an individual i think that goes a long way really powerful insight
3: yeah just finding genuine interest i think that's best you know just have a genuine conversation kind of hear more about them and i think that kind of opens up a lot of individuals so good insight on that but Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear a little bit more about uh, the transitioning from, like, college into the workforce, Um, especially for me as, like, a high school student. Um, It's a little scary kind of hearing about graduating and, you know, actually entering a a professional atmosphere. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how did your diverse skills set in, like, restaurant work, I heard a little bit about that, baking and welding. How did those stuff and um, also theater kind of contribute to your career choices and
2: overall career trajectory? That's actually a a great question because my senior year, the very first thing they set out in the beginning is college planning, beginning of the year. I'm like, I have no idea what I wanna do. There's all these interests that I have, but can't go to college for every single little thing. I was like, this person wants me to do this. This person wants me to do that. I have no idea what I wanna do. And so I just, I had no idea and I was so stressed out throughout the entire year cuz there's all these kids who are putting in their applications for early admission, writing all their essays, doing their FAFSA and doing all this stuff and I I did not take my SATs or my any other college exam thing. I didn't. I had I didn't have any intention of going to a four year college. I honestly didn't even want to go to college, but I was like, what else am I going to do? But also I just had no idea. And so I was very set on community college, but when people would come in and to give their college presentations, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Maybe that, maybe that. But I think by the end of the year, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but since I was in sign language and I thought, well, interpreting, that is yeah. a very good field to be in. It's very supportive. its I could support myself on that income, and I liked sign language. I was By the end of my four years of um, high school, I was pretty fluent. I wasn't fluent, but I was getting there and so i was like okay i'll give this a try i'll get some general ed in and i'll do that i did that for my freshman year of college and it didn't go so well i flunked most of my general ed courses um and then my sign language was good but college level wasn't great and the teachers were really strict at palomar college for sign language and i just wasn't reaching up to par and i never really felt passionate about studying for sign language. So it just wasn't connecting, but I still pursued the sign language. I stopped pursuing general ed cause I didn't need more F's on my record. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, while I'm here, let's throw in a dance class. Let me have fun. And then I also heard somewhere that, um, this other guy was flunking all of his important classes. So they put him in a bunch of dance classes to get his his uh, GPA up. So I was like, I could try that. I loved it. And then my graduation gift from a friend of mine was a welding helmet. Cause I knew that I wanted to work with my hands. I knew I wanted to make yes. things. I wanted to be in a trade. I, I knew that, but I didn't really have the scope to be like, okay, this is absolutely what I'm gonna do. But he gave me the hood, he knew I was interested in it. And I was like, well, I should just give it a shot. So I decided to take um, uh, my first welding course, I think my second year of college because Palomar College actually has a really good welding program. I think I read Mm -hmm. somewhere that it's like, one of the best in the state or in the county or something along those lines. And so I took it, I was scared beyond belief. I was so stressed out, I was so nervous, but eventually I found that I really enjoyed it and it was something I wanted to pursue. So I continued to drop the GED, the general ed uh, courses. I dropped the sign language and then I continued with dance and with welding. Wow. So that was that. That took a while because that was COVID. And then I'm also not the best student, as you might have gained from my (laughs) general ed experience. But it took me a minute to get everything together. And you can't really weld over Zoom. So we had to wait till our classes got back. And eventually I finished, almost didn't finish because the final class you had to take was only offered one semester a year and it was booked up and so uh, thankfully I got into that class like in on the skin of my teeth and I passed and I got my certification and I didn't get all the certs I wanted because there wasn't enough time but I did get one that covered like like for welding there's different types of welding and there's Mm -hmm. different stages of welding. So I got all the stages for one type of welding. So I got that and I wasn't, I was not ready to go into the field at all. I was so scared. They didn't really give a whole lot of career support. There were definitely counselors, but because I was so scared, I didn't use them to the fullest. Um, So once I graduated, I was like, I'm not ready. I love the baking job I'm at right now. I love the people there. I'm not ready to leave. And then I think that was like around summertime that I, I got my certs and I didn't start up like full on applying until maybe October, November of last year. And that was because uh, management changed at my job and it was just becoming increasingly difficult to just love my job anymore. So I decided like, this is the last straw, I'm gonna leave. And I was able to arrange a job, but it was very difficult for me to find a job in welding. It took me three months of applying to find the job that I did find. And I've been told it's like, it's, it could be for many different reasons. It's actually not many different reasons, but a couple, a couple see your name and they're like, oh, she's a woman, Mm.
3: and
2: that's kind of like, they don't want to go through the application process. So they just see that and they're like, okay, whatever. Then they look at my resume. And I think the reason I had the hardest time is because everybody wants work experience. If it's a trade or anything where any other job where it's like this, it's they want work experience. It doesn't matter that you have all this school experience. They want work experience. And if you have to get experience experience, for work if you don't have work. Yeah. And if you have work experience, (laughs) it's like, oh, we want the people who have work experience and school experience. So it was very difficult to find a job. And I still find it difficult to this day because the welding job only lasted me a month. They they laid me off after a month of working because they had claimed it was because I wasn't um, up to par or up to standards with my training, but I felt I was doing well. My superiors told me I was doing well. And the person at the hiring agency asked me is like, is, any ch- is there any chance that there is not a lot of work to go around? And I was like, that's actually very accurate. There's not enough work for the people that are here. Mm-hmm. And I was a temp hire until like temp to permanent transition. And there wasn't enough work for the permanent employees. So they, mm-hmm. they got rid of me because I wasn't a, a permanent hire and that was, that was very difficult because at that job, I felt, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. I love everything about this. And then I got laid off. <laughs> and... I was unemployed for about three months, but thankfully, this is one thing I, I will tell anybody, have a savings account. The first job you get, put like 70, 60% of that away if you don't have bills in a savings account, because that saved me so much. I was able to find a like a very small tutoring job, and I had unemployment. And I had my savings account to help me get through that period of being unemployed. Great say,
0: advice.
2: Yeah, very, very important. I and I, my dad even told me he's like, I am so proud of you for having a savings account. He, because he was like, I don't have a savings account. <laughs> so I was, I, I was glad that I had something to lean on. Cause I did, I did have bills. I had responsibilities and there was no like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on, I'll, I'll cut you some slack because this is happening. There was none of that. I had actual right. bills, responsibilities, obligations, adulting. adulting yes. <laughs> and I, I was very thankful that I had those resources, but eventually Even after I was applying to jobs for three months and I another three months and I could not find anything because even people that said they were hiring, they weren't hiring and welding jobs. Only Mm -hmm. wanted experience and not education, even though my education resume was listed to the T. Mm -hmm. So I had a very difficult time. And finally, I found a job on Indeed and I was like, I really don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to my old baking job because that's the job that I found. I was like, it scared me. I was so nervous. I was like nauseous. I did not want to reapply back. And so eventually I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. See what happens. It's at a different location. I don't have to deal with my old manager. We'll just give it a shot. And my, the person who hired me called me a couple days later and she's like, Sierra, it's Kay. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And she, she gave me my job back, but at the Del Mar location as opposed to the calls bad one. But I was so nervous because it felt like I was backtracking. It felt like I failed, but to, hear that she was so happy and so excited that i applied that that really meant a lot that made me feel so much better and, uh, that's- Sarah,
0: I, that's a, I want to encourage you as well in this space because for the bravery that you took to put yourself out there in these different ways and the fact that you took the time to explore things that you like and don't like i think that conversation does always take place, especially in this getting ready for adulting. Our kids choose their major in college. We're just driving them in that direction. You know, sometimes and the fact that you said, I want to find what I like and don't like, and that you took that time to be honest with yourself of what was working and not working. And I have to share with you just a personal story on this as, as I'm smiling, because I have, I have four kids, all adults. Now my 23 year old, very similar into what you've described of what his experience was with schooling and that discouragement um what he went through for that even just high school we were like okay he did not go on to college and was always loved working with his hands always loved mechanics and had always thought of welding And when COVID hit, he lost his job that he loved in mechanics because they had to do all these setbacks. Well, it opened up an opportunity for him with another company that he thought he was going to hate. They trained him in welding. And he ended up through this experience now just moved because he just got his dream job in welding when he least expected it. And he is now welding fire trucks that are going being sent all over the country for this huge manufacturer of some of the largest fire trucks we send out around the country. And he goes, mom. I am welding and I'm building fire trucks. And we did not see that coming. And he hung in there and took jobs he didn't want to take and kept his heart on that. And he just had that happen. And I see for you that what you're looking for is going to come to you because you have this bravery to keep putting yourself out there and trying these different things and finding the best in yourself in that experience. And I just wanted to encourage you in that.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. But as far as like besides my story, getting back to your question, um. <laughs> Uh, The transition is very difficult for, it's just difficult. It's hard because school is not work. School gives you a lot of what you need, but not everything you need to transition to school. I mean, transition to work, sorry. So it's very difficult. It's a process. I think it's just something that you have to just push through and work through. and, And yeah, I think that's it.
3: No. yeah i love it i think honestly um school does teach you a lot of basics and a lot of basic skills but um i think just putting yourself out there in the workforce as well and you know just trying out different things see what is something that's your like niche or whatever i think that's perfect so i i really admire that you've kind of dabbled in so many different aspects of jobs and you know like different um, professions I feel like I feel like you got into theater you've gone into welding and mm-hmm. baking and you know that's just amazing that takes skill you know
2: yeah it's definitely a lot like I think I I think back to like all the jobs I've had I'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> I started out my very first job I was a dishwasher at Olive Garden and then I worked up to prep cook and then I they did Give me a front of house position, so I went to a cafe where I was part barista, part uh, prep cook, and then things just kept rolling the ball—a uh, host, server, this, all this stuff—and it, it just—it was a very long journey. But I think one of the things that my dad told me that I should probably mention is, uh, as far as the introvert thing, just backtracking just a little bit. At my very first job I did not speak I spoke only when I had to and that was it and so much so that I was in I was a prep cook and a coworker came up to me who was front of house and he was like hey so how's your day going how's it going I'd like some breadsticks <laughs> for my table and I answered and he's like I did not know you knew English. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and so that, that, that was something I was like, well, that, that makes sense. That's not good to hear, but that makes sense. <laughs> um, and now I'm at a point where I went back to my old job with new people. There was only two people there that I knew from my previous working situation, previous time there, and they they had told the new people, they were like, hey, just so you know, Sierra's introverted, she doesn't really talk too much, you need to start the conversations with her, show warm up to you, but then my coworkers that were newer, they were like, yeah, right off the bat, you were just, you just went for it, you were not shy, you were not this, like, you were not what we were expecting, because we were told what to expect, and I Reassured them. I was like, it took a lot, a lot, a lot to get to that point. And so I've had I've had a lot of jobs.
0: If you could go back and advise yourself four years ago, 18-year-old Sierra, with what you've experienced, all the hurdles you've come through for these last four years, what would you tell yourself?
2: Um I'm not actually sure. Because as difficult as everything was, like, no matter what, with my introverts, with stress, with whatever, everything, no matter how difficult life was, I think everything happens for a reason. And anything negative anything bad that happens. It's like, oh, this thing didn't work out or I did this thing wrong. I'm very pure believer and you can learn anything from a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like even I know people who are like, oh, like just to, as a more relatable experience, they're like, oh, my ex, I would never, I hate my ex this, I hate my ex that, like da 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 the worst experience of my life, nothing came good out of it. I'm like, well, for me, I, I do have exes that were not, they were not good by any means, but I I learned so much from those experiences. I learned so much from myself. I learned so much about others. It was like anything bad that you're going through can be turned into a positive. Like yes. even if it is just destroying you, like you will learn something out of it, I think. Just telling myself maybe that and reassuring myself that any bad thing, there's something to learn from. It's so true.
3: Preach. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: oh my goodness.
2: I love it kind it. of sounds cheesy, but it, it,
0: it is, is so really true. true. The, light, the light and the lessons and all those experiences. Yeah.
3: No regrets. Just yes. You just learn from it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed, you've been quite quiet. I, are you just, just the most
0: t- quiet I've ever seen? Ed,
3: I know, and I just met him. And he's. Was- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: the hardest thing as a parent is mm-hmm. to watch someone you love your child struggle. Yes, and the thing that you know, and I think I had to learn this the hard way, which is you think you're gonna go in and you're gonna fix it, but you can't, you kind of have to just let it happen so that they mm-hmm. can grow. And I think, you know, the thing about Sierra, particularly when they remind you of you at that age, and, you know, there's fear and there's uncertainty, and how do I do it? And when do I do it? And I don't want help, but I want help. There's all of these emotions that are flying around, particularly Mm -hmm. if you have a personality type that's just not geared for just going through the wall. Um, And so you kind of watch it and you just kind of. You know support where you can or where they will allow you to and the other thing i learned is there's no traditional path for everybody right. it doesn't work that way it, it's it, you, i've been in you know working with young people career development and college and financial aid and scholarships and grants and i'll just will tell you that it, that's not the path for everyone and that was a, a realization that you sit there and you go you know i learned all this stuff so that my kids can get the education. And I had to reframe that. And the thought process is a young person can get passionate about something and then get the training and the education that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And even then it doesn't work out exactly how you think it's going to. So my philosophy now is um, go to college if you want to if that's the right path for you. And I had to kind of learn that. So my thought was my kids are all going to college, all of them. And it it didn't work out exactly that way for any of my kids. My sons had to go out and there work with their hands too. And I realized that, that, you know, the working with my brain happened because I fell into an opportunity. I was kind of a hands-on person. And when I look at my kids, and we didn't talk about this and Sierra can comment. They all have this creative side. They have this hands thing. They're all musicians. They're all mm-hmm. artists. They're all these things. And I realized that, you know, you have to find that road on your own. Sure, I can make suggestions and back to storytelling, I can tell them the road that I traveled, but it really doesn't matter. It, it They have to go on their own expedition and they have to put their own flag in the ground. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to have her on Um, and I'm super shocked she said yes, actually. So, you know, because I think there's messaging around that for a parent or for a young person, you know, it's, it's not easy. It just isn't And the world is, you know, I think Sarah will tell you that, you know, many applications go in and people like, yeah, we want to interview you. They don't call back or they say they're going to schedule something. You go there and it's like, why are you here? I don't know, we had an appointment. No, we didn't. It just these. There's these things that can beat somebody down. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep moving forward. I don't care if it's millimeters. I don't care if it's meters. It's just you could try to move forward. And some days it's harder than others. Mm-hmm. And I think for people who are introverts or shy, sometimes that's even harder for people mm-hmm. who are extroverts and they're just like, I can, like I said earlier, you can run through a wall. So right. there, there's just... I want to let folks know that, you know, it's okay that it didn't work out exactly the way you thought it was going to. It's okay that you're on a different path now than you were before. It's okay that you change directions completely. Go find who you are and then wrap the experiences around you so you can interact with people in a better way, you know, that mm-hmm. you can be confident in who you are. And I think Sierra will tell you that. You know, sometimes people take advantage, or they try to take advantage. Speaking up for yourself is important, particularly for women. I mean, that's a big deal to me. Yes. Um, young women, in particular, it 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 might not be your way of communicating, but back to the title of the episode, get comfortable being uncomfortable, and be willing to stand up for yourself and go, "No, I'm not going to allow this to happen to me anymore." And I think that's the messaging for all of it. So there's really no question. It's just you watch somebody go through it and you just kind of become a cheerleader. And, you know, at some point, you know, she gets her input from other people and you take all that information, you synthesize it down. But in reality, you have to make the choice. It's up to you. So that's the reason I, I thought it would be a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, you know, when we were she was chatting with me about this earlier, she was telling me those stories. I'm like, tell the stories because the stories are more powerful than the facts. Right. The the That goes with it. So, yeah, yeah, she did a great job. I didn't have to jump in on anything. And you guys ask good questions. (laughs) So it makes my life easier.
0: I did not go to college. I have a high school diploma and three out of my four kids. um, The boys did not. My daughter is the first one to go. And we all have our paths and what we're doing and everybody's an individual. And I'm so grateful you shared your story with us today because it's so encouraging. And that's what this show is about. We bring in personalities of all ages, careers, experience levels, stories, failures, successes. And your story is so relatable. And I hope that it really touches a lot of listeners who are going to hear this and say, oh, that's me, or Mm -hmm. that's my brother, or that's my daughter, that's my son, and say, okay, let's continue having this conversation. I think everything comes back to being comfortable having these conversations Mm -hmm. so that we feel heard and validated so that you feel supported and congratulated for your perseverance and and excited about your future because it's unfolding in front of you and your journey that you shared with us we're gonna look back and say oh my gosh because if that hadn't happened then this wouldn't happen and then that wouldn't happen you wouldn't be here and i think that's what's happening yeah yeah I, i love
1: the fact that she said looking back i wouldn't have changed anything that's that's me that means you learn something, right? It's like, hey, you know what? You know, what would you tell yourself? I'm like, I hope it's just keep moving forward. And you know, as you get older, those things become easier to do, kinda, I guess. I'm 54 and I'm still trying to figure some of that stuff out. But I think the other thing is, you know, the practical experience you get in, in the workplace, you start to learn how to interact with people, particularly adults, and you are forced, whether you like it or not to communicate it not easy for some of us but you're forced to do it and you realize that um, if I want to make a difference in my own personal journey, I have to interact. I have to ask questions. I have to be slightly vulnerable. I have to be capable to look like an idiot or feel like I'm an idiot. And you just realize, no, there's a lot of other idiots around. <laughs> You're just one of the idiot team members. So, you know, you realize that those opportunities of experience they build confidence, and those confidence, and you can see the difference over time, right? Her yes. coworkers like, okay, you gotta be. You got to understand she doesn't talk much. (laughs) Two years later, she, you you know, she's like, yeah, I got, I got stuff to talk about. So (laughs) um, that's, that's really, you know, that's the, that's the lesson is like, you'll find your way. And some of it is you just get sick of it. (laughs) Uh, And some of it is I have to engage with people to move where I want to go. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed the conversation. She's a remarkable young woman and (laughs) I, I love her very much.
0: Aww. But now, yeah. seriously, Sierra, tell us what it's like um, having Ed. At,
1: at, okay, at, show's at, over. Yeah. We need to go.
0: <laughs> no, but I think just like adding on to what we're just talking about, I
3: think um, re- taking it away from Ed in that conversation. <laughs> but, um, I think us high school students are so rushed, you know, to figure out our entire lives oh, for no. the next like 30, 40 years, you know? And, you know, still like right now, I'm still feeling a little bit, you know, you have so much pressure to figure out like what that career is going to be. And, you know, a lot of people and like uh, parents and like my their generation, I feel like they kind of sometimes force you to um, you have to stick with that career, you know. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that I admire most about Sierra is that she's like dabbled in so many different, um, aspects of life, so many different professions and, um, different hobbies. And I think that's something that all people should do and they just shouldn't feel as rushed, you know, to yes. figure out our life. It's just,
0: um, I'm still trying to figure mine out. <laughs> 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 I'm only 50, no idea what I'll do next.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I think just, um, you know, don't feel too rushed to figure out your entire life, you know, um, just try out different things, see what you like, and um, just go from there. That's all I got.
2: And I'm only a school student, so. I mean, um, I think that's really good because I, I have a coworker who she's in like culinary school, nice. or she just finished, and she's young. She's young, and she's already stressing out so hard about um, what is it called? What what is it called? What is it called? It's called. Uh, what, what what? I can't think of the name, but it's like a financial thing for retirement that you have on the side 401k. Yeah, 401k and something else. She was stressing out so hard about it. And she was like, well, I need to start now because when I'm later, I don't want to do this for this long and, da, 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 da. and I was just like, I don't even know what that is. and is. You're stressing me out. So I don't I even to- know what
3: tomorrow you know like
2: <laughs> yeah I think it's very important to just take a step back and just just live your life <laughs> don't stress out too hard of it too hard about anything like I think stress is needed to push you where you need to go and get stuff done but I don't think like you said like you don't need to have every little thing figured out right now even if you are my dad's age you're ancient or oh, <laughs> And you don't have stuff figured now out. I'm not. It's like, did you hear that, Ed? It's okay.
1: That's why we have young people on. They straighten us old folks out.
0: You really do. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a special time today. I think Layla and I are both so thankful to be in this Sanderson sandwich today. This was amazing. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> Thank you, Sierra. Ed, you want to take us home?
1: Yeah, so this is another episode of Education, Career, and Beyond, a very personal one for me. I'm my daughter Mm -hmm. on today. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. Thank you, Layla, for joining us as a guest host. And Amy, always thank you for picking on me and make me feel good about myself. So here's where we go from here. Uh, If you enjoyed the episode, give us a thumbs up. A like would be awesome. If you think there's a young person or adult who can appreciate from the messages that you received here this evening, or this afternoon, or whatever time of day it is, we've done two of these today, Uh, you know, pass it on and we do really good interviews with people thought-provoking stuff the perspective of a young person uh, versus the perspective of an adult how you can kind of achieve things as you move through your life from the experiences of others so subscribe because it's a really good podcast if i should say so myself Mm -hmm. so on behalf of the team uh we bid you farewell until the next episode take care